Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of Bleep That Out. Bleep that shit on out. We have a lot to bleep about, literally. There is a lot to bleep about. There is. Cheers. Cheers. So right there, we have Celsius. If you can't see on, or if you're not watching and you're just listening, we are drinking some Celsius, getting some energy in us this morning. Because we really need it. At least I do. Let's talk all about Austin. I loved Austin. Really? You could see yourself living there? I could see myself living there because it just felt like a suburb to me. But I also, there were so many people that were like, there's so much more that we didn't see that I'm like, yeah. I feel like we didn't give it because we were so busy. And yeah. I feel like we stayed in our little area. So I feel like we could have gone more places, but I'm excited to see like the rest of Texas. You guys, we have Mumu here. He's <laughs> chewing on a bone. So if you hear him, you probably won't hear him. But um, if you do, or if he barks, he's with us in the office today. He's just a baby. Mighty Moo's our mascot. He is just a little guy. Mighty Moo the mascot. Moo Moo Moo. MMM. <laughs> just a little baby. He's just a baby. No, literally, this dog is literally the size of Raphael's fist. Like, <laughs> like a handbag. Oh, he's going to make a cameo Hand. appearance here in a second, I bet. Um. So, yeah, we spent a week in Austin, Svan and I. Well, you spent 10 days. 10 so, days was a long time. Yeah, 10 days away in general is just a very long time. But um, so we landed and we talked about that two weeks ago because we just filmed in Austin literally the day we landed. We told you guys all about that. But then it gets worse. Okay, it gets better, but it also gets worse. Let me tell you guys all about the F1 races. Oh, yeah. Let's start there. Let's start there because that we didn't get to talk about. So that was the Friday. I try to block that first night out (laughs) because we landed Saturday, right? Or uh, Thursday. Thursday. We landed Thursday. Friday. First event was Friday. Yeah. Okay. So we landed Thursday. You guys heard all about that two weeks ago. And then last week's episode was spooky season and spooky stories for Halloween. Cause Tuesday f- or, uh, believe that out falls on Tuesdays, obviously. And it was a Halloween. So we get to the F1 races on Friday. It's a fucking maze in that bitch. Okay. And I don't know what it is about Texas. And yes, I am saying this as a whole. Texas has no signage. It's so confusing. Not even F1 races. Well, and if they have signage, it's like, where do I go? It makes no sense. Like, the signs don't make sense. Yeah. Even when we were driving. like On the roads and stuff? Yeah. I was like, do Texans just, like, fucking guess and hope for the best? Oh, that's why they have all those turnarounds on yeah, the highway. Yeah, that's true. That is true. <laughs> I'm like, there is that. They did have a good amount of U-turn little lanes, which they had in Florida, too. But I think it is because the highways are just kind of confusing down there. I was so glad I wasn't driving. I was so thankful you were driving because I would have so much anxiety. Yeah. It wasn't bad, but it wasn't like what I'm used to for sure. But anyways, we get to the F1 races and okay, we were there with Celsius. So shout out to Celsius for having us. We love Celsius. Drink them every day. So we get in and they're like, we are at turn 13. So find turn 15. Keep going past turn 15. You're going to find turn 13 and it'll be right before like between 12 and 15. I was like, okay, perfect. 13 is between 12 and 15. Makes sense. We find 15. We keep walking. We find 12. We never saw 13. So we're like, okay. We ask a worker. Nobody knew where turn 13 was. They're like, we have no idea what you're talking about. We're like, okay. We keep going. What do you think? We were at like a mile? Well, honestly, I think I think when I looked at my steps at that point, we were already like a mile and a half in walking yeah. distance. Like we had heels on. <sighs> Which, like, we had, like, booted heels, but still, like, like cowboy, I had cowboy boot heels but, like, on, and then you had... Knee high, yeah. so it's like, they were hot. Like, it wasn't, and like... And it was 100 degrees out. Oh, yeah, let's, let's, let's start there. It was 100 degrees out, and we were, like, dressed so cute, makeup done. He's like, um, can you let me up there, please? You want to come up? Come here. 
just patiently looking at you. He's so cute. Anyways, you say hi, Moo. Meow, meow. Meow, meow. Anyways, it was 100 degrees. We walked miles. And we kept texting the Celsius girls like, hey, we're not finding it. And they were like, turn 13, like go here. And I was like, yeah, I'm not an idiot. I promise. And the crazy part was, is like also the service in Texas so bad. So it was weird. It was so weird. Like things weren't sending. I was on SOS half the time. You were too. It was just, it was, that was the one thing I didn't love about Austin is I felt like I just didn't have phone service. Everything took so much longer, but the race, how like I'm not into race car stuff. I am now like that was super fun to watch, but I didn't know anything before, but all the turns it's like, okay, it goes what you have different entrances, like zigzagged almost. So we would find like 15, then we'd find 12 and that was kind of it. Like we wouldn't find every turn we couldn't find 13 for the life of us and we were at the point of like almost walking out because yeah I, we were like do we leave and i was wearing a red bodysuit and i literally did not post these pictures for that reason because i was soaking yeah you were sweaty as hell i was sweaty as hell my hair was like covered in sweat it literally looked like my friend and my bangs were like soaking wet because they were with sweat and so finally we like figure it out we asked like the police officers there we asked security there we asked workers there we were texting the celsius girls we're like somebody help us like this is just ridiculous because nobody had an answer of like where to go finally exactly where we walked in all we had to do was go straight he's literally just staring at me i'm like what do you want bro i got nothing for you he's just living his best life okay well i'm just gonna keep doing my thing you do you so we finally get there and then it was perfectly fine and then day two we knew where to go it was totally fun it was so fun we had cabanas or cabanas however you say it we were around turn 13 which is like kind of like the s turns um so it was very fun it was interesting it was something that we've never done before I would definitely do it again oh for sure I would do it again I would definitely not wear a light color I probably would wear black or white only no I would just make sure we know where the fuck we're going or that or like literally make somebody meet us at the front yeah. Because that was the other thing. They were like, no, it is really confusing through here. And we're like, yeah, yeah, it sure is. I've been, wa- we walked over an hour before we even got to the cabanas. And I was like, this is fucking ridiculous. And the worst part was, is we literally went past where we were supposed to go around and then back that way is where we were supposed to originally go. So we made like basically a full loop of the whole track by For the no time reason. we found where we were supposed to go. For no- so I would go again, but I would definitely have like strict rules on the fact like if the map is that wild and like you guys know it's confusing, please come meet us at the front. Somebody. Please. Or send a or golf like, cart. Yeah. Not even that. But like, why do the workers there not know where to go? I think that was the weirdest part is every single person we asked, they were like, huh? Turn 13. And we're like, that's like their, was their VIP section. Yeah. You think that they would know yeah. where turn 13 was. And they were like, a lot of people keep asking that. And we're like, okay, so find the answer. You think you should figure it out at some point. Like yeah. how many people have to ask until you figure it out? But let's not talk about the bad. It was good. Other than that, it was really fun. Um, the Celsius social media team was really cute. We loved them. We got to like watch all the races. We got to go into the paddock club, which is like Kind like, of where the celebrities sit. Yeah. Um, when they go, it's like very expensive to get in there. We were just like, do We literally went in there. We took, we went into the bathroom. We took off our shoes and we were like washing our feet with cold water because my feet were covered in probably 10 plus blisters. Oh my gosh, your feet. I felt so it was bad. So bad. Then that night we tried to go out and I was like, I physically cannot go out. Like it's just not going to happen. So then Saturday we had the races again. We um, went to the Sports Illustrated party. That was fun. There was a bunch of brands there. Um, and we just like got to meet a bunch of people, got to 
meet a bunch of people behind these brands. Yeah. And then Saturday night, we ended up going out in Austin. Do you remember where? Saturday night, we tried. Didn't we try the to domain. go to Rainy Street? Oh. The Domain. Yeah, that's where we went that Saturday was, night. Yeah, that was the night that we went out with the bartender that we met at... Um, I didn't love that part of town. Like, that like nightlife. I felt like it was so crowded like it was almost too busy it was weird so the domain in austin is like it's literally like an outdoor mall and they have a strip of bars and restaurants during the day it's all restaurants and then at night it's just like bars and clubs it was very odd i was very shocked by that and i felt like it was like a bar but then it was turned tried to turn into a club so like there was no dance floor but like people were like huddled like it was a dance floor it was just a different kind of vibe people were nice though like there was no one rude there was not anything like trying to think of comparable all I can think of is like Arbor Lakes here in Minnesota, but like as an outdoor mall, because it kind of reminded me of that. But I really can't think yeah. of a restaurant, bar, club. It's like Wild Onion. Remember? Yeah. Actually, that is a good comparison. They closed, didn't they? Yeah, they're now Red, they're now Red Rabbit, which we love even more. Um, can we go back to the Celsius thing real quick? Because have you guys tried the Mandarin Marshmallow flavor? If not, I... It's called Fantasy Vibe. It's oh. so good. When literally. we heard marshmallow, we were like, what? When we tried it, it was literally, we were like, can we get a whole pack of just these sent delivered directly to my door? Her and I were like searching through the coolers of ice trying to find yeah. more of them. Then there's this guy from, what was he, Lamborghini? Oh, yeah. He was coming and like digging his little paws in our fantasy vibes. And it was so funny. He was like poking out flavors and he pulled out a fantasy vibe one. And I was like, nope, not that one. <laughs> she really did too. And then I was like, who are you? Where are you from? He's like, oh yeah, I'm blah, blah, blah with Lamborghini. I was like, oh yeah. You're like, but still not that not one. Not that one. <laughs> that one's mine. <laughs> Don't bleep that out. No, because for real, that one is mine. Then what else? So then Sunday we woke up, we filmed the pod, we ran around the food in Austin. I will give you that. The food in Austin was absolutely phenomenal to the point where like, I will crave things. That is always what I justify when I go somewhere is like, was the food good enough to come back? And Mm -hmm. I know that sounds really sad, but like I'm a foodie and so is Raphael. Oh, totally. Well, and it's like, I feel like when you travel, that's a huge piece of it. It's like trying the food, trying the, like, the food that they make there because that's the same with shopping like shopping is different in each state it's like you have to see what they offer because if you're gonna live there you gotta know nashville's food was not good to me really i love nashville's food Mm -mm, nothing of it i was like why do people live here i feel like i like more on the outskirts has better food like not directly in nashville Yeah, but see i don't like that but bar taco Uh, did you try bar taco yeah they have those nationwide though do they yeah those are in other cities that was the first time i tried it and i'm like I could live here just because I would eat this every day. I liked that in Austin, every single place we went, the food was good. Every single place. High end, low end, taco trucks. Grocery store. Groceries. Every single thing was good there. The Papa John's was the least good thing that we had. And we actually really like Papa John's. So it's like, if that was the worst thing that we had, I can live there. Like, I can deal with that. For sure. Even the um, Torchy's tacos. Fire. Fire. The Spicy Boys chicken. The chicken sandwich or oh. the biscuit, the biscuit biscuit place or whatever. What was it? Bird, bird, biscuit. Bird, 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 bird is the word. <laughs> bird, bird, bird is the word. Um, we have to send Santino that video. That's actually really funny. I have it on my it. phone. Um, yeah. So we tried out a bunch of f- food places and one morning we found um, bird, bird, biscuits and they were in Austin and we door dashed them or Uber eats to them. We and were real lazy in the morning. Yeah. Every morning we woke up, it was so bad. We were like, good. But Bird Bird Biscuit was, oh my God, so good. Fire. So good. Everything we tried was so good. 
Um, we do have highlight tabs. Did you make a highlight tab on your page? No, I haven't you yet. You should go do that in case people want to wa- yeah. watch it back. So I have a highlight tab, Austin, and you can see like everything we did. I saved every single thing that I posted on Instagram to that I highlight to tab. That. I do that everywhere like we go. And on the flight there, I will literally do it. So I can, I like force myself to save Smart. a highlight tab. Smart. I always like say, I'm like, oh, I'm going to do it. And then it just gets so busy. Yeah. And then I forget. And I'm like, that's eh. why I do it on the way there. Cause I'm like, or like, I'll take a picture at the airport, like heading to Austin. And like, that's my first one smart. because so many people are like, where was this? Or where was this? And I'm like, just check out the highlight tab. Honestly, that's a smart thing to do because it's like DMS already are so full and it's like, yeah. you don't get to them. And then by the time you do, they're like, Oh, well, I was in Austin like a year ago, but thanks. <laughs> it was a year ago. And I don't remember what bird bird was called. Right. <laughs> Actually. I don't think I'll ever forget bird bird. No, honestly, after seeing that video, definitely not. It was so good. Reagan called and was like, I genuinely would kill for that and I was like yeah that and I had a grilled cheese from them so I got a grilled cheese with like a marinara dipping sauce was it really actually that good because that chicken sandwich was phenomenal it was fire it was so good it didn't look good but I'm not a grilled cheese girly it was so good well I was we had the chicken from that spicy boys that food truck and that, that was so good. That was so, so good. And I'm like, oh, no, no. Like, I want to try something different because I feel like trying something different at each place is yeah. good. And I don't know. I'm not a huge, like, chicken sandwich fan depending on how <gasps> it's made. On a biscuit, I'm not a fan. Heartbroken. I want it's it on, like, so a bun. Good. You know what I mean? It's so good. I don't know. I think it's, like, the flakiness of the biscuit. It's just, like, the textures throw me off. Really? Yeah. So even, yeah. like, even um, Chick-fil-A breakfast, I always pick the chicken off. I, I can't have that, like, I'm like, texture. can I just get the nuggets? Yeah. I'm like... <laughs> Like us can before we left on the way the, to us. Yeah. Can I just order from the lunch menu? I'm, I'm a big lunch person. I'm not a huge breakfast person. So I'm like, grilled cheese always works. Anything with cheese and carbs, count yeah. me in. So we ended up like running around town doing some other things. It was fun. We checked out Waco, Texas, very small town. Um, and then one of the nights we ended up going to Piano Bar, Dueling Piano Bar. Oh yeah, bar. Dueling Piano Bar. Pete's Dueling Piano Bar. Pete's Dueling. It's in a couple of cities in Austin. I want to say Houston, Dallas, San Antonio, Austin. And then I think Illinois somewhere. There was one in like Chicago or something. Bless you. Bless you. We had so much fun there. When I was like a piano bar, I was like, that's not our vibe. We go there. It was so our vibe. It was our vibe. It was our vibe. You like put a request on a piece of paper and you like tip a dollar, five dollars, a hundred dollars, whatever you want to do. And they will play your song. Obviously, the higher you tip, the more likely and the higher up on the list you will get. But it was so fun. If you saw on TikTok, Raphael was doing like the... um, he was doing like this dance to a song he requested. The guys didn't even know he requested that song. Did you know that? No. They just pulled was, him up at random? Yeah, because he was singing. Because you know they did the song and yeah. he was singing the whole time. So then they pulled him up and they redid the song. <laughs> they were like, this dude needs his moment. Yeah, and he literally did need his moment. But what's so funny is they didn't even know that he was the one that requested that song. That's hilarious. Yeah. I did not know that. They probably thought that. that it was like some girl in there. Because it was like a girly song. And I need you. And I miss you. Oh, that is such yeah. a Raphael moment. Yeah. That really we'll is. We'll have to stitch this with a video because that was, he was an icon. He was the moment. And he, he went up there and owned it. I was like, that was impressive. Yeah. He said he was a little uncomfortable at first, but then he was like, fuck it. Who cares? I'm in Austin, Texas. Yeah. He like, gives a single n- shit. No one knows us here. And then you move and you're like, okay. Right. <laughs> Literally right after that, someone came up. Oh my God, I recognize you guys. Right. I was like, oh my God. Yay. It was honestly so fun. It was so fun that actually when you guys had left, me and my mom went back to it with a bunch of the nurses and it was so much fun. It is a lot of fun there. It's a very cute bar. So if you are ever near one, it is definitely worth it. I think it's like a $6 cover charge, which at first I was like, wait, why? But it makes sense. Like there's artists up there. They have to make their rent. They have to make their bills. So 
I love supporting and I would do it all over again. I would pay $20 to get in that place. It was 12 on Thursday night. Or no, okay. it was 12 when we went. I don't remember what night it was. It was probably a weekend night, okay. but it was 12. So I'm like, even then it wasn't bad. Well, when you think about like you're supporting them, it's like, okay, like, oh yeah. You, it's almost like get, it literally felt like we were in, just at a bar. It was like an entertainment thing, you know? And that's what I really liked. So he is so funny. He's not even doing anything. You're just spoiling him for no reason. He's literally not misbehaving. I can hear him starting to whine. And so I'm like, I don't want him to get louder because I know that he gets louder. You are never coming back here, my guy. You know what that means? He said, yes, I am. He's so funny. Anyways, so yeah, that was definitely worth it. We checked out Rainy Street um, one night. I didn't, like when we went down there, it was dead. So, but you went back and you said it was busy, right? It was packed. Was it It, fun? It was so much fun. It was definitely more of like the college kind of vibe like younger crowd which was honestly fun I mean I went that I went with my mom and literally like, like dinky town yeah it was kind of dinky town vibes for sure okay. or like uptown when it used to be like fun and safe that kind of vibe for <laughs> uptown's sure uptown's close yeah I'm like uptown doesn't exist anymore but before when it was fun it was that kind of vibe one thing I did love about Austin is just the people were so nice like it felt like it was Minnesota for that reason like yeah. no one was mean or aggressive like people smiled at you I feel like a lot of times when you travel people don't smile at you anymore the south is very kind yeah I'm like they're I they're just more blunt and that's what I like. That's because like in Florida, that's they're not mean people, but they're just very blunt. Granted, Florida's got like a good mix of like New Yorkers up there and like a lot of they called Florida like the melting pot because a lot of people from everywhere land there. And um, so that's a little different. But in Texas, I feel like everyone's just like straight to the point, but also very kind, very sweet, very like, how can I help you? Helpful. Hospital, hospitable. Um, yeah. So yeah, I liked it actually. You, but you, you wouldn't live Dallas. in Austin. No, I wouldn't live there. Yeah. I mean, like, it wouldn't be the worst place to live, but I would choose other places over it. I really like Dallas. And that's because I feel like, because you've been to other places in Texas, yeah. you're like, now you have something to compare it to. For me, yeah. I'm like, it was fun. The one thing I will say is that if that was the heat in the fall, what's the heat going to be in the summer? It doesn't get too, too bad, they say. Like, that was probably one of the summer days. Like, that would be a summer day. But when you think about it, I say this all the time. In the winter, we don't go outside anyways. It's true. So what's the big deal about switching and like having, like, what does it matter? Right. It's like either way you can go in AC or you can go in heat. Like it's just one of the extremes. I just, I feel like since I grew up here, I'm like, I'm so used to the cold that when it's hot, I'm like, what do I do? You'll get used to it. But my, my biggest um, argument there is I just like that you can drive year round. (laughs) Here you lose out on driving six months out of the year. And it's like, okay, well, not only are we stuck inside, but we literally cannot drive if we want to go anywhere. And not only that, if you do, it takes four fucking hours to go 10 minutes. And it's so annoying. Oh, my gosh. And you're way more likely to die. (laughs) That part. Also, the traffic in Austin. Holy shit. Yeah, that was bad. Like, that was bad. I would have to live right by my work for the simple fact of, like, it took, what, an hour to get back from the domain when it should have taken 20 minutes. Like, the GPS. Yeah. It, It took forever. Yeah. It definitely, they don't have highways big enough for the amount of people that they got down there. But Dallas is very bad traffic too, but it's, it's more figured out traffic. Like they have bigger highways. They're expanding their highways even more now because more people are moving there. Raphael's and I's biggest thing is we have to have the major sports teams. Like, yeah, it's just so boring if you live somewhere without, like, think you can't go, like what concert venue to go to. Some all in all was, I would say a 10 out of 10 living wise. I... I wouldn't put it on my top five list, but it definitely would be in a, definitely a contender if 
if the world's worked out. We do have quite a few questions. I'm just going to pick um, Here, I can hold him. What I'm going to do is I'm I got him. He's okay. What would your death row meal be? Quick. One, two, three, go. Tacos. Probably pizza. Really? Probably pizza. I'm okay. a big pizza fan. What is one thing that could possibly end the friendship between us? <laughs> death. <gasps> death. Death. No, there's an afterlife, so nothing. <laughs> nothing. This is real. This is me. <laughs> she stuck with me for life. I'm serious. Somebody said, am I wrong for dropping a friend because of them using drugs? No. I actually... I know I'm not wrong at all. I think that's a way to protect yourself because when you get caught into that cycle, it's so dangerous because when you're around it, sometimes you get caught in situations that you shouldn't be, which puts you at risk. And I think that you have to look over yourself more than anyone in this world. And if your friend is putting you in risky situations, that's not a true friend at the end of the day. Yeah. Moose agrees. You agree, Moose? Yes. I also think it's important to try to get them the help that they need, obviously. Um, so however that may look for your friend, whether it be reaching out to their parent, um, a trusted friend, a trusted, what is it called? Um, professional therapist, therapist. Yeah. <laughs> He's just a baby. Um, no, I definitely think trying to get them help if they want help, if they don't want help, it's going to hurt you more to sit and watch them hurting themselves over and over again and you can only do so much but there's a boundary that you have to cross or boundary that you have to make with yourself yeah and so that they also know and truthfully someday when they come out of it because they will they're going to be thankful because you were probably one of the only people that actually put that boundary up because not a lot of people put that boundary up tough love is hard but it's also if somebody ever if you do If you do have tough love with somebody and you take a step away from that friend and something happens to them, whether it be an overdose, um, a relapse, anything along those lines, I think it's something that you just really have to understand if, as long as you did everything you could to help them, but also to help yourself in that situation, it's very difficult when you're dealing with an addict because you want them so badly to get the help that they need, but you can't force it. And I mean, an addict in any form, not a drug, not even just a drug addict, sex addicts, um, gambling, gambling addict. addicts, smokers, like anything that you can come up with an addiction, a drinker. Um, and I feel like we all have people in our life that we can relate to yeah. addiction in some sense, which is really, really hard because we all feel hurt when we, people we love are hurting, yeah. but it's something that we can't control. It is a sickness. It is an illness. Yeah. And I think that's the hardest part is, it's part of their brain chemical. It's not, I think that's also so misunderstood too from like that realm of things is like it, it is a sickness. It is something they can't control and they need help. And if they want help, great. If not, sometimes it's better to let them slide for a little bit. Mm -hmm. And if things are meant to be and you're meant to get back together with them or rekindle the friendship, anything along those lines, it will happen. Um, But I do firmly believe in, in just try to get the help that they need. And if they don't, Again, it just starts with a simple conversation of like, hey, this is, I see this is happening. Samantha, I see you're going through this. Um, I would love to get you the help that you need. Are you willing and able to make that? Because I'm having to cut ties and walk away. So I would love to get you resources before I head on out um, in the nicest ways possible, obviously. But what are some must-have apps on your phone that you have to have? My texting app? Texting. FaceTime. Um, let me look. Mine's FaceTime. Oh, for sure. Yours is Facebook. I, well, obviously Instagram, TikTok, some of those. Lightroom. Photos. 
Wells Fargo. My Delta app, for sure. Delta app, for sure. My American Express app, for sure. Uh, my email. To... Email. Notes. Honestly, all the ones that Apple comes with, for sure. Yeah, <laughs> the app, just Apple in general. The uh, It's okay, Moo. It's the radiator. Uh, that did scare me too. The I first time too. I heard it, I was like, what the hell? Like that came out of nowhere. I feel like too, I, I'm very loyal to the app. So it's like, once I find like an app that I like, like it's a, if it's an editing app or like a, yeah, I'm like, I stick to it. I will pay for that shit. And I love it. You ain't going nowhere. Speak your truth, girl. Bleep it out. I know. I'm like, what do you got to say over there? How do you feel like is a good way to find girlfriends? She says, I feel like I'm always the one getting left out. That sucks. That's and I, it, it, that's honestly one of the hardest things because you all, I was in that situation so many times and I felt like I was the problem and it's like, you're not the problem. You're just waiting to find your people. And my best advice is like, look internally first, not because you're the problem, but because if you're not true to who you are as a person and who you're portraying to the world, then you're not going to find your people you align with. And for so long, I didn't find my people I aligned with until I was like, you know what? I'm just going to be me and I'm just going to say fuck it and be who I am and whoever is attracted to my energy. Great. That's where we met. (laughs) So I'm not joking. I just did an episode last week with Maddie Pruitt and she wrote a book, the love everybody wants. And I'm not, this is not sponsored. This is not an ad. I genuinely loved the book. Yeah. You really loved that. book. I really loved that book. And the, the pieces of knowledge she gave and just real life experiences truly could relate to anybody. And I know Maddie is a believer and very grounded in her faith and speaks very highly of the Lord, God, the Bible and all that stuff. But her book, if you're not a believer, you can still read that book. Um, if you are a believer, you can still read that book, but something in it, she wrote, she wrote something along the lines of a guy. And this is not just in guy form. This is for anybody. If you know who you are, and you know what you will and will not bend on. And I've said this so many times, like set your standards that you are 1000%. I will not bend on these top three things. So when you're looking for a friend or you're like, what do I want in my best friend? Like, what do I need in a friend? And what do I provide for a friend? Normally those top three are pretty much the same thing. Like Savannah and I are very, um, we show up every single time, no matter what, no matter what we're going through, we know that one or the other is going to show up. And to me back in the day, I had so many friends where it was like, they only showed up when it was convenient for them or when it was an event that they cared about or when it was something that fit their schedule. And I hated that. I still to this day hate that. And my very, very, very close circle shows up each and every single time and vice versa. I show up for them. So it was something on my top three things of like mentally, like I need this, but she, she wrote of like, actually write those down and put them on your bedside of like, whether you're looking for a man or you're looking for a best friend or whatever it is, because when you know what you want, you won't settle for less. You won't settle for the friends that come and go whenever they please. You'll be like, Oh, you know what? Like I'm staying true to myself and staying true to like what I believe in. And, and if you show up when it's convenient for you, like maybe this just isn't the friendship. And again, that goes down to exactly what you're saying. I'm knowing yourself, knowing what you need, but also knowing your own weaknesses and your own Mm -hmm. strengths as well. So for example, if you're consistently not showing up either, but then showing up is on your list, it's like, well, look in the mirror, babes. Like, I don't want to say you're not the problem because, well, I I do want to say you're not the problem, but it also, again, exactly like you said, it stems into who you are. Um, And being a good person too is, I think, very important. I think a lot of people are like, 
well, I want this, I need this, but then they don't provide the same. Mm -hmm. And 100%, I agree wholeheartedly. And I think too, writing it down is good. Kind of like when we did the vision boards, it's like when you can visualize it and you can see it, it's a reminder because we all get so busy throughout the day and we're like, okay, we go about the day, we meet someone, we're like, okay, there's things I already don't like, but we shrug it off. But it's like, no, remember that list have it written down so you can actually see it. And it's like, does this person align? Doesn't mean you can't be friends with them or acquaintances. It just means that you might not have that like close relationship. Yeah. Yeah. And it took me 28 years to find someone that I aligned with. So it takes time. 26, fucker. (laughs) Well, you were 26. I was 28. Well, no, I was 27. Oh, no, I was 26. Oh, yeah. I was 25. You you were a baby. Bitch. (laughs) Like I just met you. You just Sorry, turned 28. I can't tell. I have all the Botox. I can't tell. Right. I just turned 28. I'm like, age is just a number. It's 25. It's like that TikTok sound. 25. 25. 25. I was like, yeah, no, that's literally me. When people ask my age, damn, I'm 27 already. Holy fuck. Time flies. I do. I do look back at who I used to be. And I was in a friend group where I was constantly feeling unfulfilled too. And that was my other thing. I was constantly doing things that just didn't align with my morals and my values. And that was the other thing, what Maddie spoke on in her book of like, when you have that list, that's kind of like your compass. That's your ground point. That's like, if you get straight away from those three things, you go back, you want to start looking towards them again, because that's again, your compass, your moral ground, your high ground, your values, whatever the case you want to call it. Um, And I really, really just believe if you know yourself well enough to know what you need and what you want in a friend, in a lover, in a partner, in anybody, um, but also speaking true and staying and doing the same for them um, is very important. And I will say too, if there's a friend that you have and you're like, you know, they fit some of my boxes, but they don't fit some. And it's kind of tricky for you to see, talk to them and just say, Hey, these things bother me. Open communication is the one thing that can save any relationship. Truly. Like you have to have that open communication. So if your friend's like kind of on that borderline where you're like, I could see us being best friends, but there's some things that really bother me. Let them know. Cause sometimes it's like, they just need to know. And they they might be doing it and they don't even know they're doing it. We've talked about that in other episodes too of like, if you can't communicate with your friend, your partner, your mom, like that is a bigger rooted issue in general. Even if it's like your best friend of like, we've had that too, where it's like, we've been going through something and we have to sit down and talk about it. Is it uncomfortable? 110%. But at the end of the day, like I would hope she knows I'm coming from a good place. I know she's coming from a good place. It's never like, oh, fuck you. Like you're a horrible bitch. Like I can't get, get away from you fast enough. It's more like, hey, I love you. Something's going on and I don't feel right about this situation. Like how do we move forward? What's the solution? Like, and it's always been a very normal, positive talk. It doesn't feel uncomfortable. You're not like walking in, like shaking, anxious. walking on eggshells. It's more just like, okay, this is what's up. What's up? Like, yeah. And that's, that's the beautiful thing about a quality friendship is you can go and have those conversation and leave the exact same friendship. It's not hurt at all. Neither of you take it personally. Like we can it get leaves with a stronger friendship, stronger, not just the exact one. Yeah. Stronger because you realize that you can get through these hurdles together and come out on top and actually solve. So that next time those happen, you actually have things in place to make it better as you go forward absolutely I think it also starts with I feel or this action made me feel not like Savannah you did this it's like what you did made me feel this way because they can't take your feelings from you and Raphael and I kind of worked through that too at like the beginning of our marriage where I was like why did you do this and he was like chill like I didn't mean it like intentionally rude but and then he was like start with like it made me feel this way because of this and that really changed my eyes and like opened my eyes because I was like oh like 
You're right. It, Cause that, when it's like, oh my God, Savannah, you did this. It makes it seem like you're blaming and you're like, oh my God, you did this. Oh yeah. It's your fault. Yeah. You're the like, problem. And it's, yeah. I'm the problem. I'm perfect me. actually. Actually. No, but you're so right. If you put the, if you put it on you first, or it's like one thing that I always say is like, oh, I noticed this and I could be completely wrong or reading the situation wrong or overreacting. Like there's words that you can use that people don't automatically put up that guard. Yeah. And there's words that people do use that you automatically put up that guard. So with also context of not taking too much of the blame. So say for example, mm -hmm. if Savannah's doing something and fit, like she is actually doing it. I just want to say like your actions are making me feel this way, yeah. but I don't want to be like, well, I did this and maybe that's why you're acting like that. And I'm so sorry. And it's like, no, no, no. Cause you do that where you'll be like, you'll start apologizing for stuff you didn't even do. Not necessarily with yeah. me, but like in other, I've literally witnessed it and I'm like, stop because you're now we're pushing over. And that's not the point either. We're trying to have a solid foundation of like, it's not me. Um, it's not me cowering, but it's also not me dominating either way like it, you just got to have a solid ground to stand on and that's that one way that I feel like people can like if you're like I don't have any friends and you're trying to make new friends once you find out who you Run, are because then you're stuck for life <laughs> you love me no but what I was gonna say is that <laughs> go and do like go if you're like okay I love to ride horses go ride horses and find like a group that you can go ride horses with like do things in a group setting so that you can find out what people you jive with and what people you don't because yeah. then you're also able to learn you're learning more about you in that sense of what you do and don't like in a friend but before you make it like an actual friend you know yeah. we were just talking about this with Abby in her um I almost I believe that out in her no freaking clue episode with Raphael she was like how do I meet a good guy and this, I think this goes for anybody and everybody, not just friends, not boys. Like it could go for anybody who you're trying to meet. It goes, it starts with you and finding things that you enjoy. Again, riding horses. Mm -hmm. You're not going to be the only one at the horse barn. There's going to be, no, there's a lot. There's going to be the horse caretakers. There's going to be the farm owner, whatever the case may be. There's going to be other riders there. I was talking to Abby. I was like, if you want, she was like, I really want a taller guy. I know that sounds silly, but she's a taller girl. And she's very like, that is a real thing. Some women yeah. have that where they're like, I just want somebody taller than me. Obviously there's a thousand other things that go into the man that they are. But if that's what, you know, I was like, go to basketball games. I was right. like, there's going to be tall. Guys. And, um, and she was like, yeah, but they're, they're on the court. And I was like, okay, we'll go to a, go to a bar outside the arena. And like, Go have a drink with some girlfriends, eat some wings. There's going to be so many guys in that bar. That she should have came to Iowa clinicals with me. She would have loved. Oh, well, she's from Arkansas. So Arkansas. Arkansas. Did you see that fucking photo she sent of a goddamn goat? Literally dressed up for Halloween. <laughs> I'm like, that's fucking impressive. Literally walking on a leash. I was like, what? What is Arkansas? Is it real? That is, is Arkansas. Wyoming, Arkansas. What are some other ones that I feel like? Montana. Iowa? Montana, North and South Dakota. They don't exist. What's the other one? Like, uh, upper East coast, Nevada. Uh, no. Um, I thought we still on that side. Uh, no, like, like, um, Rhode Island, Connecticut. New Hampshire. Yeah. Like all those don't exist. They're not real, but I want to go there. So but honestly, ugh. they probably say this all about Minnesota too. Like, are they really real? It's so true. And I feel like too, every time you visit somewhere new, you're like, Oh, okay. This place is actually kind of cool. Yeah. It's it is. fun. And I would love to visit all 50 States. I actually have been to Montana and Wyoming and both are beautiful. Really? Stunning. I've been to Wyoming. Mm -hmm. Wyoming's gorgeous. Mm -hmm. I haven't been to Montana. Montana was beautiful. It's just a lot of open land. And I'm like, I like people and buildings yeah. and shops. I love, I want to visit the Upper East Coast. I feel like I'm, I say that all the time, but I literally would love to be there. Well, maybe we should just do a bleep that out 
you know in all those in all those towns. states i wonder how big their cities are like how big is big for them that's a good question because those are smaller states like yeah, mile tiny. radius wise yeah yeah huh like that's rhode island question. is literally tiny how long i wonder yeah buddy you got something to say Sorry, Santino. <laughs> He'll probably bark again when the person leaves the bathroom. Just a heads up, but that's okay. He's just living his best life out here. He is. He is a happy, happy little boy. Happy, happy, happy guy. He's just a happy, happy, happy guy. Um, Savannah, this is actually a really good one for you. Talk about women's body hair, where we get it, best ways to remove it, um, including face hair, toe hair, knuckle hair, bum, belly area, making it normal. Honestly, hair is so normal. Genetics is a huge piece of it. Let's start there. Because if you have, if you come from like, let's just say Italians, they have thick, coarse hair. It's gorgeous, but that grows everywhere. It's just their genetics. There's a lot of ways you can get rid of it depending on your skin type. My favorite way for lighter skin tones is laser hair removal. Granted, it is a commitment and it does take time. A lot of people think like, oh, if you stay on track, you won't have any hair growth ever. That's not true. Hair can come back even after you complete your cycles, but it's going to be sporadic little strands every once in a while. And you can go in for touch-ups, yeah. but it's the most permanent that we know. Um, there's always like shaving, nair, a bunch of different, there's like sugaring. Have you seen that sugaring mm-hmm. that people do? Um, but I haven't tried any of those. I just went straight for laser hair removal. If you are a darker skin tone, there is a specific laser that can take hair off for a darker skin tone, but it is harder to find and it takes more treatments due to the melanin in the skin. So hair everywhere, a lot of people shave, especially the smaller areas like toes or like knuckles. I've seen a lot of women just shave those. Or you can go in and get a little dermaplane blade. That actually is a little bit better because you get it closer than a razor does. That's what a lot of people do for their face and it works wonderful. I love that. Those were answers I would never, I just went for laser hair removal. I didn't go for my full like thing. I've only done like two sessions and mine's still pretty thin. Yeah. Like it's, I don't shave as often as I should, but each one there's a reduction and it's like, if you stay on track, so they say every four to six weeks, if you stay on track, that's when you're going to get the best results, but it's hard because you can't get it if you're tan and you can't get it in the summer because you can't be in the sun. So it's hard when you're in a state that's warm. If you want to do like legs, I've only done. Those are the people that want to do it because they're constantly like legs out. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like the razor burn. I'm like, I have bikini and underarms and I feel so blessed to not have any like leg hair or like very light leg hair typically. So I've never done my legs. I actually think hair is totally normal. Like when people are like, Oh my God, I want it all off. I think the only reason I want it off is because I was shaving and it was like consistently annoying but there's people out there that like grow their hair, like their like Europeans, hair. Europeans keep yeah. everything kind of growing. Or like back hair, like back hair on women is not uncommon or like that. Like, what is I think it it's, a, I think it's just our culture. I think like the society makes it seem like it's not normal, but it, hair is normal. It's a part of, part of the process. There's a reason it's there. So if you're, yeah. the, if you have hair, everybody does. It's not just you. But if you're like struggling with it, go in for a consult. A lot of places offer complimentary consults and you can just go in ask what's available, get can the you information like you need. Plan? You can. So that's a, a lot of spas. We do a payment plan. I won't speak for all spas, but we do a payment plan where you can actually pay like over time, okay. but you have to pay it up in full by the time the date of the service happens. Cause we've had a lot of issues with that, yeah, that makes in sense. the past. Someone had said, uh, how to get started on social media when nobody will watch and stuff. Um, I say this all the time. Every single time I get asked this, if you are posting for yourself and 
that's how it starts. I literally never got on social media thinking it was for absolutely anybody else. I started posting whatever the hell I wanted to post, however embarrassing it was. It did not matter. And at the end of the day, I felt good about what I was doing. I didn't care if I had a thousand views, a hundred views or a million views. It didn't matter because it was really just an outlet for me. So if that's the mentality that you go in with, no intentions other than just being a pure form of entertainment for yourself. Uh, But it also, I talk a lot about um, don't just do stuff because you think it'll go viral. Don't just talk. I did that a long time ago where I would like post something where I was like, feel good about posting this but like I knew it would do well and then it did well and then I was like is this even the crowd that I really want on my page um so just really stay true to yourself and your crowd will come and if they don't maybe it's not again if it if they don't it doesn't matter because you did it for yourself so I think just post just start there and if it's meant for you to be the next Alex Earl then that is what's meant for you and if it's not then at least you had a freedom creative outlet to express yourself on for quite some time so I couldn't have said it better myself. Good. And I do feel like everything that she just said, she told me when I first started and keeps telling me because as someone who's just starting to try to build, it is scary. She's not just starting. She's building. But she, she gets, don't get, don't be her either. Don't be her either. I don't even care. I cut you off. She was like, I want to hit 7,000 by the end of the year. It's 2023. Okay. Just, we still have two months left of this year. She is almost at 10,000 and she's still like, Oh my God my followers are so low and I'm like but you hit your goal for the year so like let's just be like proud of that Raphael's the same fucking way it's so annoying I literally want to kick them in the face it's a type a personality who's so goal driven that once you hit a goal it's it's a serious problem once you hit a goal you're like I won't celebrate what's next like you take no second I don't agree with that when you're doing your social media I don't agree by I don't either and it's a problem I don't agree by follower driven goals I believe in post once a day I think start there like make a goal of like post every single day, whether it's one video, five videos, whatever the case may be, that should be your goal. I think a lot of people get in their head about followers, likes, engagement, um, shares. And I'm just like, stop, because if that's what, that will never be consistent. The algorithm is not consistent to begin with. So if you're basing something off of inconsistency and then you get inconsistencies and you're like, well, why? Well, that's why it's inconsistent. So just go off of what you can control because obviously that's the only thing you can control. So I say, do it. I say, enjoy it. If you are finding it to be a chore, take a step away. That's the other thing. Social media is an art. It is what it is. Whether like posting photos, coming up with creative videos that nobody else has done, like that is an art in and of itself. Um, and staying consistent is an art in and of itself. So enjoy that. And if you're consistently finding it to be like a chore, you're like, Oh my God, Take a step back, restructure your mindset and figure out why am I doing this? What's my purpose behind this? What brings me fulfillment in this? Um, and you'll succeed because no matter what, because at that point it's not for anybody else but yourself. So that's so true. It's so true. Bye. It's so Just true. Through you. And I do think like to your point is that you have to find enjoyment in it. And like she said, content is for you. Make it for you. If it's not something you actually like or enjoy, you're not going to like creating the content and then you're going to not like social media as a whole because that's what, as I first started, before I even met her, I was like... Bleep that shit out, man. Oh, you tell him who's boss. Oh. As I started social media, it was something that was hard for me to get past because I felt like I saw so much content I should create 
that I was like, oh, I should do this. I can do this. But it wasn't me. So find what you like. Find what brings you joy. Find what makes your heart happy and what you get creative about. I am one of those people that is go, go, go all the time. So for me, I need quiet to create. Like I need time to myself. I need space from every single person except for her because we just are so back and forth. We're so much alike, but it's like, I need time away to just be in my own brain to get creative enough to create quality content. Yeah. What she said, motherfucker. And what Moo said. Moo you had a lot to say with that. Yeah, Moo, you had a lot to say today. So, okay, this comes out next week. Two weeks from tomorrow, we will be flying to Sweden. We are taking Bleep That Out with us to Sweden. So we're very excited. We are traveling with primarily my family. Um, this episode is coming out on the anniversary of my dad's death. So that day will kind of just be really up in the air of like however the day comes. Um, so when this episode comes out, take a moment of silence for Billy and say you miss him. And drink an espresso martini. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, we're excited to go to Sweden. I'm very excited to take this with us. We'll get some content out there. We're very, very excited to just go see Sweden in and of itself. You've been there. Your family's from there, right? Your yeah. Mom? So my grandma's 100% Swedish. So our we have, like, when we visited back in, I was eight, 16, 18 when we visited last, and it was amazing. It literally looks so much like Minnesota. When they're, like, you know how Sweden and Minnesota are, like, yeah. like sister? Yeah. Yeah people here too. and we have all of our city a lot of our cities are named after like swedish yeah. things Isn't so it's crazy? like it's so crazy when you get there you're gonna be like whoa they're similar feels similar they're so similar it was funny because i tried to pick a place that nobody had been to so i was like oh my god sweden and then she was like i literally started like planning the whole thing she's like oh yeah i've been there i was like fucker i'm so excited though because i'm like i went 10 years 10 plus years ago yeah. so i'm like it's gonna be so cool to see what modern changes they made and then also like some of the places i went i would love to go back to or bring you guys to because it was such a cool experience if it's still around we gotta go shopping for it oh fuck yeah i need some sweaters i threw out all my sweaters yeah. Do you have any good places to get sweaters for the people that are listening? Honestly, I ordered a bunch of sweaters from Francesca's. I should do Shein. Shein has really good sweaters, actually. Yeah, and honestly, like, I feel like sweaters are so hard because you wear them for one season and then the style changes so drastically for sweaters the next season that I don't like to spend a lot, but Francesca's has really good sales for sweaters. This is literally from there. The gray one that I wore a couple episodes back is from there. Um, Francesca's is like that boutique here, right? Yeah, and if you go online, they have a bunch of sales stuff. Like, this was literally, like, I think 10, 15 bucks. I love it. Yeah, I'm like it was worth it, and it's Express cute. has really good ones too. Express has really good ones. Their stuff's really qual, like good quality. Good quality yeah, um, it's more expensive, but it lasts forever. Yeah. So if you buy like a bunch of neutrals from there, you're bound to yeah have success. And you know me, my neutrals still have to be not yeah. neutrals. Yeah, <laughs> per usual. Maybe that's why your shit goes out of season. <laughs> but then I keep it till it comes back in season. Right. <laughs> Ten years later, it'll still be in my closet hanging. Well, thanks for believing that out with us this week and with Mimu. We yeah. have a lot to talk about. We are very excited. I don't know what our next episode will be, um, depending on what filming looks like next week for us, but it'll be exciting though because we believe in with besties. Stay tuned for that. Yes, I'm very excited. We're very, very so excited. excited. I just texted our person before this of like, we got to get it out soon. So by the time this episode's out, it'll probably already be up on Instagram. So check out mine, Savannah's, and Human 2's page on how to enter. Goodbye. 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 Love you. Love you. Bye.